0: Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Support independent Mi'kmaq media. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Or if you prefer, you can send us an email transfer at Mi'kmaq.matters at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. As the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly of Newfoundland gathers for its annual meeting this Saturday, it can look back on a year of ups and downs. In late February, Mifna was in Ottawa for the hearing in federal court of the Abbott case, challenging the point system under which Tens of thousands of people were denied status in the Halibu First Nation. Feeling optimistic at the conclusion of the case, Mifnan had to wait until October for a decision that dismissed virtually every part of its argument. Later in the year, Mifnan failed at its bid to become the Newfoundland affiliate in the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples, or CAP, the National Organization for Non-Status Indigenous People. But MIFNAN, to this point, is the only organization to have made any headway in the legal fight against the halibut walmer process, first in the House case and more recently in Wells. As the year draws to a close, MIFNAN is ramping up for an appeal of Abbott, and there is even a chance MIFNAN will get into CAP next year, since the Newfoundland affiliate spot remains vacant. We spoke with Dave Wells, chief of the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly of Newfoundland. Okay, Dave, so you're holding your election of officers and bylaws revision, which we'll talk about this coming Saturday, December 21st, and it's at the um, MFDN offices, 51 West Street, right across from the Greenwood. And um, now I know uh, last year uh, you met earlier in the year, but uh, you're getting in this year under the wire before the year comes to a close. Yeah, we
1: wanted to do it in August, and traditionally we do it around that time frame, but there was just so much on the go that we felt that it was better to go to the membership after we had the majority of the information versus not being able to answer any of the questions that they may have regarding Abbott and the way forward.
0: Uh, and we'll talk about Abbott. Now, in terms of uh, who um, can attend, people who've paid their $20... Online can attend, and um, people who want to renew their membership can go to the uh, uh, Mifnan um, website, I guess.
1: Yes, and we'll also be taking, uh, you can do it by PayPal there. Uh, You can also uh, sign up the day, up the 21st of December, if you so desire, so we'll have people there that will take uh, take your funds then. And so we're also looking for donations because this is another large fight for uh, MFNAN to, uh, to proceed with the advocates. Uh, on the uh, constitution or the bylaws, uh, we're going to take out a couple of things there that are, uh, I guess, where we say we basically collect money to uh, sue the government. Well, it's hard for us to get a lottery license when you're somewhat militant. So anyway, we'll tone that down, and uh, that should leave us then to be able to auction up some items that we've had for a while. And once we get the uh, the license, then they'll be going up for auction. And we got some pretty nice stuff there.
0: And uh, now that uh, that only covers uh, so money that comes from the um, Newfoundland lottery cannot be used for uh, for litigation.
1: No, but we can use it to
0: offset some of the other costs, you know, the telephone, the Internet, uh, things like that. And how many uh, members uh, do you have at the moment?
1: Uh, We're right in the range of about 2,200, 2,500. And we've been as high as uh, 9,000 or more. But usually what happens, well, first of all, our membership year is 1 September to the 31st of August. So on one September of this year, we started fresh again.
0: Now, um, there's an election of officers. You're chief. Are you uh, going to run again for chief?
1: Uh, people want me to run again, so I'll throw my name out there, but it's wide open if anybody wants to take over.
0: Okay, and um, now I guess at such uh, a gathering, um, there'll be the uh, presentation of financial information, and I... Saw online uh, that people were asking for, for details, uh, so you'll have them at the meeting. Yes, we will. And that, sheriff the financial picture
1: that fiscal year is finished the end of June. Treasurer is, is Arthur Skinner, who is a certified professional accountant and a chartered accountant. And he did it all up and then he sent it over to an independent uh, accountant to look over the records but ours are very simple. We only have four or five line items there, you know. Ninety uh, percent of the money, um, maybe even more than that, goes directly to Gallins to pay for the legal fees.
0: Now, uh, a good news story uh, related to Mifnam was the recent uh, news that um, Lou and Catherine Maroon were going to give another donation. They've been very generous in the past. And I understand their commitment to, uh, at the moment... Is to match donations up to five thousand dollars. So uh, tell us about uh, tell us about their donation.
1: Well, uh, what Lou and Catherine have said is that they will uh, match donations up to five thousand dollars at this juncture. And so at the same time, the council, uh, I said I was match. I would throw in an extra five hundred. Ward Jones threw in an extra five hundred. And there were four on the executive that uh, said they would throw in a hundred each. So that brings us up right now to sixty-four hundred dollars in, and if the membership will contribute sixty-four, we'll have twelve thousand eight hundred going forward. And as you know, with uh, legal fees, that's uh, well, it's better than a drop in the bucket, but it, it still does not fill the bucket.
0: And. Um and how, how big is the bucket that uh, you have to fill? How much do you have to put in that bucket?
1: Uh, we think that the numbers, well, we got some numbers, but at the higher end, it will probably be in the range of 50000 mm. And I've already gone back to Gowlings and asking if they can, uh, and they've been very, very kind to us, uh, Glenn. You know, uh, last time around, they gave us $82,000 in pro bono or free legal work. And uh, Lou and Catherine paid off a lot of the additional expenses, and you know anything we get from them at this stage is another bonus. Yeah, you know we've got struggles raising money, no doubt, but uh, I think we'll get there. And if we don't, we'll just have to turn this off at the at one of the uh, one of the exits along the way, or one of the off ramps. Mm. Uh, you know, like I just can't bring this to the uh, federal court of appeal. Uh, and not having the money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we're close. You know, we are close to getting—I don't want to say a final decision, but very close to a final decision. Because, uh, well, as you know, we're in a better situation right now. The Liberals have a minority government. One and two. Uh, you know, we're at the second highest court in the land—the federal court of appeals. The only one after this is the Supreme Court of Canada, and they don't take on. A lot of uh, frivolous cases, so I would expect this could be the last, uh, the last run.
0: There may be people out there who have uh, one eye on your keys on Abbott and one eye on the Jerry Brake keys, as we're still calling it, even though Jerry has sadly passed away. Yes. Um, that was very
1: unfortunate, uh, Jerry's passion passing because uh, you know he was very passionate about it. We had a number of conversations and. Uh, uh, he he took a different route, but it was still, go, if he won and we won, we would end up at the same point.
0: And what would you say to people out there who are thinking, well, you know, this uh, the Jerry Brake case is a uh, is a class action, so I'm in that anyway, even and I don't have to give any money because it's a class action. Yes. So is that a little bit hard for you to deal with in raising money for the advocate case because people... Um, you know, might uh, think that uh, they don't have to and they can just uh, wait and see what happens in the Jerry Break case?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you can wait, but it uh, you may wait at your own peril. In other words, if we go in and uh, we win, it will impact that case. It will make their case stronger. So, you know, there's two things there. If they go in and... Uh, they, they only win the class action part, and the judge does not even talk about the supplemental agreement in that. Then, uh, because what they're looking at is Bill's C twenty one, I believe, and which says you can't sue the the, uh, the government or the FNI And uh, that was their indemnity agreement, you know, which was later approved, uh, I guess, by Governor and Council at the, at the federal level. So with us. We are going after the Supplemental Agreement, we are continuing to fight the Supplemental Agreement, you know, the, the uh, dreaded point system, uh, and all the other f- stuff that they took from the Natey from decision, I believe it was the uh, Pauli The Pauly decision, yes. Yep, yeah, and uh, bring it over and put it on First Nations people. So, you know, there's ramifications here for everybody, even all of the other bands in Canada, and the Assembly of First
0: Nations. Now, um, speaking of the supplemental agreement, of course, that came up in the Wells decision, the case you guys did before Abbott. And um, there was a partial victory there because, as we recall, the court said that people had to be on the same footing when it came to uh, submitting uh, evidence of self-identification as a Mi'kmaq person in Newfoundland. But over overall... They left the supplemental agreement standing, minus those portions. And um, in Abbott, uh, the court uh, indicates that, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, in the Jerry Brake case, in the appeal court decision, uh, the supplemental agreement is back back under scrutiny. And I wonder, going back to Wells, if um, you might have appealed that one. Uh, to uh, take another crack at the supplemental agreement in that case.
1: In the Wells' uh, decision and and also in going to court, we took on the uh, self-identification factor of the supplemental agreement because that, that's where all of the, den- the denials came in. Unfortunately, we just couldn't go in and wrap the whole thing up together. We could only go on the points that uh, the appeal master... Uh, put out and in that case and in the Wells decision it was the self-identification with self-identification everybody got the right to re, to reapply or to appeal that earlier decision so there were approximately 55,000-56,000 people that were denied out of about 102,000 on self-identification out of that there was only about seven hundred that actually appealed
0: Seventy five hundred appealed.
1: So you know, I mean, we're hoping that you know fifty percent or better will win the appeal.
0: Mm-hmm. And where are we on that at the moment? So you say that seventy five people, seventy five hundred people, actually went through the trouble of submitting additional mm-hmm. information, mm-hmm. more documentation, uh, which is, I guess, is a, is a low proportion of the of the number who could have done. Yeah, uh, 7500. Uh, but leaving that aside, do we know what is the what is the uh, where those 7500 people sit at this time in terms of getting a decision on their status?
1: I called the 1 800 number. <coughs> excuse me, a couple of weeks back, and spoke to I don't know if it was a call center or actually somebody within Indigenous and Northern Affairs Canada. And they told me that they're working on it, and uh, the decisions have been made. And this is information I got from the Halapu. All of these decisions have been made. They are now checking ancestry, community acceptance, and other factors. And then the uh, letters will come out. I expect the letters to come out whether you're approved for the uh or not. But anyway, you will get a letter most likely within the January to February time frame.
0: Before we go, Dave, let's uh, catch up on the CAP matter, the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples. Um, uh, Mifnan applied, and uh, I think you were surprised that you weren't chosen as the affiliate, and we thought an affiliate from Newfoundland had been chosen, but according to information from CAP, this is not the case, so the Newfoundland... Affiliate spot remains vacant. So um, does Miffman attend to apply again to be the Newfoundland affiliate?
1: Um, Yeah, with the Executive Council, from what I can gather, Glenn, and uh, this is what I got from some of the uh, uh, members on the Executive Council, was that uh, the other group was uh, recommended for membership, to represent Newfoundland however the general membership for whatever reason uh, either did not approve or or would not approve you know what was uh, the other group so since then i've after also talking with you and, and a few others uh, i said uh, okay i'll reach out to uh, congress of aboriginal peoples once again and I fired off an email to the CEO, Jim DeVoe, and also one to Chief Robert Bertrand. But I have not uh, received a reply from either of them.
0: One uh, issue they might have had with you is, the, is your mem- membership criteria. And currently, uh, anyone, I guess, can join Mifnan. Uh, there's no, um, you don't have to show Mi'kmaq ancestry when you're, when you're joining and I wonder if you would have to tighten up your membership rules uh, to be the Newfoundland Affiliate and CAP. Uh,
1: what we did earlier, we, uh, back the 1st of April of this year, we uh, changed it so that uh, only full members could be of Aboriginal Ancestry, Mi- Mi'kmaq. And two, we left another category for pe- people that wanted to support us or donate. Uh, And prior to that, we also, uh, you know, when we first started with uh, the Halifu Watchdogs and then later the uh, uh, Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly at Newfoundland, we, we had it so that anybody could join. Because all we were trying to do was get the organization off the ground. And this was long before my time. And so anyway, that's where we evolved to now.
0: I see. So, what uh, what do people have to provide now to be full members of Uh, uh
1: Letters from Inac, birth certificates, and anything—federal government, provincial government uh, uh, applications where you where you said you were uh, of Aboriginal ancestry, etc. So, basically, anything you know that we feel that is provable. And as you know, within the uh, the Bay of Islands area, there's probably 80% of us here that are of Aboriginal ancestry.
0: Whether they know it or not.
1: Whether they know it or not.
0: Dave Wells, Chief of the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly of Newfoundland. And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Thanks to our radio partners, Bay of Islands Radio, Voice of Bombay, CHMR, and Yale Big Egg, First Nation Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.